everyone and welcome to the PR Not BS podcast with me, Fiona Scott. Happy New Year to you. How are you? 2022 is here and goodness me, what a journey we've been on the last couple of years really. But hey, let's start afresh. Let's talk about the new year. And I thought I'd start this um, episode by reminding you what PR is because people often get confused. And because my specialism is in media relations and dealing with the media, they tend to think PR is that, press relations, but it's not. It's public relations. And I just want to remind you of that, because if I remind you of that, it could give you confidence for all the things you need to be doing. In my world, all of marketing actually comes under the term public relations. And when you see it like that, you realise that You can't be an invisible business. You have to be out there open to all of your audiences. Now, who might your audiences be? Well, they might be the general public. That could be locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, globally. It could be your staff, if you've got a team. It could be shareholders and stakeholders, if you are accountable to them. It could be other organisations. Every single organisation has a different set of audiences it needs to serve. And obviously around that needs to flow money, business, profit, turnover, various things. And your needs and wants and goals for 2022 will be very different depending on the size of your business. For someone like me, who's a one woman band with a team of freelancers who helps me, My goals this year, I'm really happy to share them with you, are to see an uplift in turnover will be great if it's 5 to 10%. I have to be realistic because let's face it, we've had a really difficult couple of years. Mine is to do more training, more online things, getting people to my webinars, to attend book power hours with me so I can start them on their PR journey or enhance and develop their PR journey also to do other things to market myself. This podcast is part of it for a start, but this is not a podcast that's designed to say how great I am. There's going to be an element of that, of course, but that's not what it's for. It's actually to educate people. Anyone who is self-employed has to have a business mindset for any sort of growth at all. And PR is really integral to that. In the 14 years, and it's 14 years in February since I've been running my business, I have only come across one or two businesses which need to be invisible. I was just thinking about this before setting out on today's podcast, and they are in very rare circumstances. So it might be that they work in a very secretive way, something like private investigation agency, you know, consultant to the police or something like that, or perhaps they've got a sensitive government contract. And I have had that once or twice in 14 years where people have come to me to do PR, but actually there's very little I can say about them because of NDAs they've signed, who they're working for, security issues. And in those circumstances, there's no point trying to work in that way with that type of business. And in both cases, I had to turn them away. And just said, I can't really help you because of the type of business you are. However, there is huge danger in that, folks, because if you are relying on one client, albeit if that client's government or a massive brand or conglomerate, you've put all your eggs in one basket. And should that ever go wrong, then you could suddenly find overnight you've got no business at all, nothing. 
and it may feel very comforting for a long time. I do remember in my first five years of business, I was working with a techie company. I'm not going to say any more than that, a techie company that had been a supplier to a massive brand for about 20 years and that led a very good life. I remember saying to the owner, a bit dangerous though, isn't it? What if anything goes wrong? But of course, they were so comfortable with how it had been going on. They thought that nothing would ever go wrong. And then suddenly, that corporate that they had a contract with gave them notice. It was about three months notice, but there was no way in three months that this business owner could jack up enough business to support his staff and himself for the business to continue and he had to end the business and people lost their jobs so if you are in that really niche area where you have one client and you know you have to be realistic about what could happen if you that should all end and the minimum you should do is seek an exit of at least a year to allow you to build up business from elsewhere but that's very few of us folks most of us realize in order to be successful in business, whether there's one of us, a hundred of us, or a thousand of us, we need to be visible. And that's where PR comes in. So I'm going to list you all the things you need to consider if you want to do PR and you want to do it well in your business. And the truth is, you'll already be doing some of it. And that's great. It's great that you're doing some of it because at least you can tick those boxes. Okay, your website is critical to PR. People these days, if you think about people that you know in your family, when they're researching a brand or something they want to buy, one of the first things they're going to do is get on their phone, their tablet, their laptop and start researching to find it. They might do it through a Google search or similar. They might search a social media site, whichever one's their favourite. Or they might see you on social media and click through to a website. And the website is the one space on the internet over which you have the most control. Uh, It's your space. It belongs to you, usually administered, uh, might be by yourself, or uh, you might have a third-party provider. But your website is really important. It's your shop window on a very crowded marketplace, okay? So your window might be round the back of a tenement block on the internet, but it still needs to be there. Social media, really, really important for almost every type of business. Now, there are some businesses that shy away from it, particularly in the legal and the financial sector. I have found they worry so much about compliance, but they need to get over that because otherwise they'll disappear and become invisible alongside other brands. And the reason I say that is because young people coming through, even if they meet you face to face at a meeting, I don't know, let's just say you're a financial advisor. If they meet you at a meeting in the real world, they shake your hand if you can, they will then go back and they will start searching for you on social media. They want to back up the impression that they have of you meeting you. And if they find you're not on Facebook, you're not on LinkedIn, they're not any of the places they expect you to be, because that's how they perceive the world, then you've already gone down in their estimation. So this works both ways. It's finding you when they haven't met you, online networking if you like, but also cementing their impression of you when they've met you in the real world. People often rely on the mantra, oh, the best way to get business is through word of mouth and through meeting people face to face. Well, I would contend that actually it's more nuanced than that now. 
and it will continue to be more nuanced as time goes on. You have to remember that the millennials who are turning 14, they were brought up in the digital age. The way they perceive the world is very different, very different to me. And it's in my mid 50s. So, for example, when I was a kid, when there was a new American president, yeah, I was kind of vaguely aware of it, but it meant nothing to me. It meant absolutely nothing to my life in the UK. You ask the same question of a young person today. When Trump became American president, I remember with my own children, they were very, very upset. They felt it impacted their personal lives, which sounds nuts. But that was what they felt. And that is the business world we are moving in. So I cannot stress to you, website, social media is important. Blogging is also important. It's important for sharing messages around expertise, business expertise, personality. It's a long form type of content, which allows you huge SEO benefits. It drives people to your website. You can blog on platforms like Medium, like I do, if you want a more international audience. And that becomes part of it. And I know what some of you are thinking, how exhausting all of this is. You don't have to do all of it at once, folks, but you do have to do it. Otherwise, you will never get your business off the ground. And I speak especially here to women starting out in business who might be doing it around children and caring responsibilities. Girls might be very modest to earn 5,000 in the first year or 10,000 in the first year, you're still going to have to do this stuff, folks. You've still got to show what you're doing. Okay. But also PR is branding, having a brand. Scott Media is my brand. It could be your brand. And this tends to come when you're a little bit further on in business. But your brand is also your signage. So it could be signage on a building. It could be signage on banners when you're out and about or at a trade show. It could be signage on clothing, like t-shirts, And all of that is public relations. And you might be a company that still does lumpy mail, for example, which is becoming rarer now. You know, you send out gifts which are branded. You might have brochures. You might have booklets. Some people still want to sit down and read stuff. So PR is multifaceted. And there are very, very few businesses. I'd say 99.5% of businesses have to do it. Okay, so just remind yourself, you can write a list from what I've said, websites, social media, you can break that down into all the social media platforms, blogging, branding, signage, branded clothes, branded vehicles, brochures, even down to the way in which staff are dressed and the way they behave when they're out and about in vehicles. All of these things are public relations. So do a list and you can tick off the ones that you already do. Great. Good on you. What else are you going to do for 2022? What do you need to do? What's missing? But what do you want to pick up on? Right. Let's come on to media relations in 2022, shall we? Okay. What's the value of the media? Well, generally, the value of the media is they have a much bigger audience than you do. They are very visible in almost any community, be it geographical community, national community or sector community. And for that reason, you would like a little bit of their audience. And that can be through editorial stories that are sent out and are used as standalone stories or advertorial. So when you know for sure publication reaches the audience you're trying to reach, you may pay for space. Now, you can pay for that space and have a display ad put in it if you want to. Or I always advise people to put a story in it because we tend not to read display ads unless we want that thing right now. 
a better use of that space, in my view, is to tell a story, to showcase expertise, to showcase who you're working with, when, how it's going, testimonials, a number of things. And you can invest in that. And I'd invest not once, but several times over a year. So what can you be doing? What can you be investing in that makes you more visible over time to the right people? And you might think, oh, I don't know where to start with that. Well, that's fine. You can always book a power hour with me because I can help you all day long. But start with where you are physically based. You know, if I'm in Swindon in Wiltshire, so first I might start with Swindon, then I might go Wiltshire, then I might go Southwest, then I might go UK. Then I might find that actually I've picked up a couple of clients in Birmingham. So I'm now going to go Birmingham, try and pick up a few more. So if you're unsure, start where you're physically based. Okay, and then start to think, right, who are strategic partners for me? Who recommend me a lot? Which type of people? So for me, that would be probably charities or small business organizations or marketing professionals and business coaches. All of those are really good connections for me. So they become part of my strategic partnerships. I look to build relationships with them. Okay, so PR can take many different forms. Now, With the media, most of them, even if it's a local paper, will have much higher domain authority on the internet than your website will. Not always, but in most cases. So being showcased and having something of yours on their site creates a lot of Google juice, if it's on their digital site, between you, your site, and their site. That's That's a huge value. And in fact, media outlets are now starting to charge for backlinks between the two. So understanding the value. But there's also the value still of that hard copy that sits around in a reception area or in a business um, context, a business venue somewhere, or the little local parish pump magazine that, you know, sits on the coffee table in a house or, you know, that someone puts it in the downstairs loo and people read it. There's still huge value in those more old fashioned types of media relations. But it's not just that. It's not just about buying space or sending your story to the local media. National media is a much harder ask, but it is possible. And I will, as you know, talk to national journalists regularly on this podcast. So you can start to learn about that. But it's a different conversation with them than it is with local journalists. Um, And and you're going to have to learn that over time by listening in. I would refer you back to the podcast I've done with Jill Foster, Anita James. And also coming up soon, we will have Dan Martin, who's a business journalist. All of them will tell you different things depending on who they're working for. But remember, journalists are just people. That's what, you know, that's all we are. We're just people who tend to be quite nosy and we ask lots of questions and we're people and we want to connect with people. Back in the day, I used to have a contacts book and your contacts book is your Bible and it would be thick and fat with people and the best people I dealt with I go back to them again and again and that still holds true today you'll get less contact from a national journalist but still once or twice a year if you've got a good relationship with them okay I'm going to give you some tips coming up for quarter one okay first of all when it comes to PR if you want to do it and engage with the media you need to let them know what you're up to so start local first I'm going to always start with local first what are you doing in Uh, the rest of January, February and March that might be of interest. Are you moving premises? Are you employing more people? 
are you registering for something like, you know, living wage accreditation or something along those lines? You know, are you entering an awards? Will you be shortlisted? These are all things that the media might cover, especially if you add in a really good picture. Or you might want to look and see, well, is there anything in January, for example, that the media will be talking about that I can talk about? And one really classic one that comes up in January is on the 17th, January the 17th, Blue Monday. You know, somebody encapsulated that in the past and it's now sort of a thing and there will be features on Blue Monday. So for Blue Monday, I want you to think, well, it's it's meant to be the day when you, you know, it's the most depressing day of the year. You might have had New Year's resolutions, but you've already abandoned them. It's kind of that kind of thing. So you might use that as a reason to talk to the media. Now, it depends on your type of business, of course. If you've got a health and well-being business, you ought to be contacting the media a week or so before Blue Monday. So like today, for example, to say whether you believe in Blue Monday, is it a thing for you or not? It's fine to say it's not. That's just one thing from January. Also on January 31st, backward day sounds a bit of fun. So you can think about that. Can you do anything backwards? Have a bit of fun with it. You know, you might code backwards or something. What would happen if you code backwards? Okay, let's move on to February before we run out of time. Okay, February, third month of winter. So you could talk about that. It's also Raynaud's Awareness Month. So look it up. R-A-Y-N-A-U-D-S. So let's move on to February. So it's the third month of winter. So you can still talk about winter weather. That might be very relevant to your business if you're, say, I don't know, Peter and Plumbing Company. It's also UK LGBTQ Awareness Month. So that might be relevant to you because it's a space you work in or you might be a member of that community and you're very comfortable talking and sharing that. That's something you might pick up on. More generally, it's International Expect Success Month. Neither any business can use that. There is, of course, in February, Valentine's Day. You should already be working on that in December and January if that's an important time of year for you and your business. But regardless, anyone can talk about love, love and hate in January, in February, sorry, through blog posts or anything like that. You can still use that hashtag love, hashtag Valentine's 2022. You can still do that. Don't think you can't. A fun one on the 17th of February is Random Acts of Kindness Day. You can talk about it. You can perform a random act of kindness. So that's quite a nice one. If you are into pets, Love Your Pet Day on the 20th is a good one. And later on, 27th, National Strawberry Day. And also there's always Leap Year. Leap Year always comes up as a conversation in February, even though it's not a Leap Year this year. So if that affects you, your birthday's on the 29th, you might want to raise and share a little bit about that. So up to you. Also, I believe the Winter Olympics is coming up. There's been some controversy around that anyway, but it might be something you want to talk about, sports, sporting achievements. Look out for things that are happening at that event that you can latch on to that. It might show example of resilience, support, kindness, triumph over adversity. I don't know. Many, many things can come out of that. Right, I'm going to move on to March. So March is the end of quarter one. It also is many other things happen in March. Shrove Tuesday, Ash Wednesday, St. David's Day. Important if you are in Wales, Welsh Wells. Or it could be a name's David and you could use St. David's Day. So have a look through these awareness days. Do they give you a hook or a reason to talk about your business? It could be on LinkedIn. 
could be on a blog post, or it could be contacting the media in advance and say, if you're talking about Shrove Tuesday, I've got some brilliant allergy-free recipes for that if you want to talk about it. Don't be afraid to contact radio. Radio really gets forgotten. Okay, I'm going to have a quick look. World Book Day is a big one on March the 3rd. You could talk about your favourite books, doesn't matter what they are. And of course, a really big one in March, International Women's Day, which is marked all over the world now. It's grown in time. So there might be events. So if you want to be a speaker at an event, you need to start put, putting feelers out for that really in January. But if you've missed the boat for this year, don't worry. Use it as a way to prep for next year, March 2023. Remember, showing up is the important thing. You're in this for the long game. But you can think about that International Women's Day and Crufts also starts in March at the moment scheduled from the 10th to the 13th. So, you know, if dogs are important to you, you might want to pick up on that. And also National No Smoking Day on the 10th. Less of a thing now. I don't know if you've noticed. It's kind of had a hiatus. They need to do some work to bring that back up. World Consumer Rights Day on the 15th, if you're into all of that. And scheduled for next year, whether it'll happen or not, I'm not entirely sure, but we'll see. The 18th Red Nose Day. Also, also the Six Nations. Gosh, loads in March, isn't there? Uh, World Poetry on Day on the 21st. Just a few to get you going. And on the 27th, Mother's Day. So you might want to consider that. And daylight saving time begins, i.e. spring forward, fall back, clocks go forward on the 27th of March. Just a few things to inspire you as we start to move through 2022. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website, www.scottmedia.uk. Do click on my power hours and book a time in if you would like an hour of my time to look directly at your business and how you might take it forward. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at the Fiona Scott, or you can find me on Facebook, Fiona Scott's PR Tribe. You click to join and just say that you've listened to a podcast and you'd like to join. It's absolutely free of charge. And um, thank you for listening and uh, speak to you soon.